just making sure it's King James. I don't want to be reading. All right. Whose Bible is this? All right. Nobody knows. Jeremy, it sits on your pew. You don't know? Who? Levi? Oh, it's my son's Bible. All right. I want you to take your Bibles tonight to the book of Luke uh, and the 14th chapter. Luke and the 14th chapter. Um, and uh, Luke chapter 14. We will, um, we will often go to the fellowship hall. All right, did anybody that wants their own, how many more do we have? Three. Does anybody that wants their own, uh, didn't get their own, uh, right here, one, two. Uh, we, got, we got three. Brother Byron. Who else? Who else over here, Miss? Brother Byron. All right. We good? Everybody got? We'll we'll, we'll get we'll get more, but uh, anyways, the copy machine is making more as we speak. Uh, they just didn't get done. My my lack of y'all know me at this point. My lack of preparation. All right. Uh, if you look past the cover page, and we're Luke fourteen. I, I'm going to read this, and a lot of this stuff I will read. Uh, it's stuff I wrote. I'll read it, uh, and then I'll comment on it. Um, I, I'm going to pray, and uh, what I was going to say is, is, is some nights our class, what I want to do with this class, is, and, and, and there's some of you in here, uh, you don't have uh, a spouse, that's all right. Here's the great thing about the Bible. Bible truths apply to everybody, everybody. Uh, there's some of you who don't have children, uh, that's all right. Uh, you still have a home. You have a home. If only one person lives in it, it's a home where somebody lives. Uh, and so if it's a home, then it deserves to be a Christian home. Uh, it ought to be a Christian home. And so that's, that's, our, that's our desire. Uh, if the Lord don't help us uh, build Christian homes, there'll not be very many left uh, before long. Uh, there is, if there's ever been, and there has been, you go all the way back to Genesis uh, and the very first family, uh, two people, uh, no, not even a record of any children, just Adam and Eve, and Satan came, uh, split the home, nearly tore it completely apart, uh, and, and plummeted the home into despair and distress. Uh, we, we need the Lord's help. And if we're going to have uh, young people that have any idea uh, of, what, of what a home looks like, uh, we're going to have to buckle down and help them learn that. Um, I, I, I don't want to come across tonight like I know it all because I don't. I'm learning. I've learned things since I last gave this. Uh, but I do want to major on Bible truth, Bible principles, uh, and, and hammer that down. And so uh, some nights I'll say, hey, when we dismiss, let's go to the fellowship hall and we'll go over there and we'll just fellowship, we'll eat, we'll, we'll have a good time together. Most nights we'll be in here and we'll be teaching. But I, I want you to be a part of this. I don't want you to miss it. And I want you to invite folks to it, all right? All right, let's, let's begin reading. Uh, the page right after the cover page, uh, the Christian home. Uh, the home, the place where life is lived, lessons are learned, mistakes are made, values and belief systems are taught, place where personal character and traits that will often last a lifetime are learned. 
It is the place we become who we will be, where we determine how we will live and function in society. It is no wonder there is such a satanic attack on the home, and not just the Christian home, but the home in general. From the very first pages of Scripture, we see Satan lurking in the shadows, attacking, perverting, and maligning the home. His movements may be subtle, but they are no doubt lethal. His venomous darts have been fired from every angle until they have absolutely poisoned and polluted our very concept of what the home really is and how it should function. In most homes, and let me stop right here and say this. Just because that's how uh, your mom and dad, and you may have the greatest mom and dad in the world, but, but it don't mean they were right on everything. Uh, you may be a great parent, but it does not mean that you or I are right on everything. And just because that was how you were raised does not mean that that was how it was supposed to be. Uh, and, and, and it may be close. It may be wonderful. Uh, but but uh, our, uh, our concept of what the home looks like usually uh, is, uh, is dictated by uh, what our home looked like. That's the only concept we have or what the home down the road looked like that we wish we had. Uh, it, it was either the home we had or the home we wish we had. It's the only concept of the home that we know. Just because that was what we had does not make it right. Does not mean that it's not worth changing. Uh, and there are some things, no doubt, uh, that constantly we realize we need to change. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's continue reading. Um, in most homes where once there were walls and doors, there now lies ashes and debris heaped up as a reminder of what used to be. You may be an exception to the destruction, but be assured you are no exception to the attack. Chances are, and if the truth be told, Satan's devices are already at work in our homes. Yes, I said it, the devil is at work in our Christian homes. Just like the forces of nature that are constantly working against our house, Satan is constantly working against our homes. When it comes to our house, we're forever fighting back or we will no doubt be overtaken. We mow our yard to keep snakes and critters at bay. We pay for pest control to keep away disastrous insects that would eat away our home board by board without us ever even knowing. We replace siding and shingles damaged by the wind and warped by the sun in an attempt to keep out the elements. The list goes on and on and on with no end in sight. The battle for our house is real and we will do everything in our power to fight it. When the storms come, we'll be ready. When the winds blow, we'll prepare and rebuild. So, what about our Christian home? What measures are we taking to protect it? What is our plan of defense to fight the attack on home? I can assure you of one thing, the attack on our home is far greater than the attack on our house and the cost is much higher. You can replace your house, you can build again or move, but you only have one shot with your children and your home. So what can we do? Well, thank God the Bible has our answer. Found in the pages of scripture are the blueprints and guidelines for a home that can withstand the tests of time. In this study, we will look at the building of a godly home from the very first stages until the end. We will find out what works in the battle for our home. May we allow God to reveal to us the things that need to be repaired 
things that need to be reinforced, the things that need to be replaced, and the things that need to be removed. Let's take a walk through the stages of home building for the sake of our marriage, for our children, for our home. That is the introduction to what I want to teach. Let's pray. Lord, we ask you tonight that you would help us. We ask you tonight for wisdom. Lord, we ask you tonight for help, uh, God, from your word. May the Spirit of God speak to our hearts. May you pierce our hearts. God, talk to us about things that we need to talk about. Lord, uh, may we may we recognize uh, that we don't have it all figured out and, Lord, that we, we need you uh, in our homes, whether it be a single home, whether it be a single parent home, whether it be a, uh, a home, uh, Lord, with, uh, with children or no children. God, whatever the home looks like, Lord, we've come to you. We've trusted you as our Savior. Now we need your help with our home. It may be a mess, and we may have made it that way. God, you can get us out of messes. I thank you for it. I've watched you do it. Lord, help us now build solid, sturdy, foundational homes. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Um, Here's, I'll give it to you, uh, what's in my my heart uh, and how I want to teach this. Uh, I I was, uh, when I was in high school, uh, I worked for a building company. We, we, we built houses. Um, I, uh, probably for two years I worked there. When I moved to Bible college, uh, I, went to, I went to work mowing grass. Uh, and uh, I met a man while doing that who was a builder. Uh, he asked me, would you like a job? I said, absolutely. Uh, I, anything but being a weed eater man. Uh, and so he gave me a job uh, and we built houses. When I was in high school, uh, we framed houses. Uh, somebody else took care of the foundation, somebody else took care of the trim, but we framed houses. Uh, that's the sticks, that's the wood, uh, the, just the skeleton of the house, we framed it and somebody else came in and finished it. Uh, in Bible college, uh, I worked for a man in, uh, in Aiken, South Carolina, and we built houses in Sally and Wagner, uh, South Carolina, uh, and we did it all. Uh, we did the foundation, we did the frame, we did the finishing. Uh, one thing I learned in that is that there are different stages of building a house. Uh, there are different stages uh, that you've got to go through. Uh, you can't finish a house that's not been framed. You can't frame a house that's not got a foundation. Uh, so here's the five stages that I want to talk to you about over the period of this time. Uh, the first stage we're going to start tonight. And that is simply called the first stage of home building. There is a first stage before lumber is ever purchased, before uh, a house is ever uh, built. There is a first stage of home building. Uh, That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Then the second one, as the time goes by, there's the foundation stage. Uh, And you want a solid foundation to build upon. Uh, The third stage uh, is the framing stage. That's where walls and doors and windows are framed up. Uh, a roof is put on the house. Then the fourth stage I want to talk to you about is the finishing stage. That's where you go in, you put the trim, the carpet, paint the walls, you trim out the house, uh, and and do the final uh, covers on the light sockets, uh, put up the light. That's the that's the final stages, the finishing touches uh, of the home. That's where you that's where you customize it 
uh, to make it what you want it to be. Here's the last stage, and this is where I am, 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 can't wait to get to, uh, and, and this is what I've called the front porch stage. Uh, that's when you've got a home. It may not be the best house on the block. It may not be a perfect home. Uh, and if you've, ever, if you've ever purchased a home, you found out that that home you purchased, even uh, if you had it built, uh, it was built by humans and there's flaws in that home. Uh, you found, and I don't care how much you paid for it, uh, you found out that there's flaws in that house. Uh, there's things that are off-centered or things that uh, if you could redo it, it would be different. Uh, but it's good enough that you can live in it. You enjoy it. You appreciate it. It's your home. It's a place you call home. And it's the kind of place where you can sit on the front porch in the afternoon and enjoy what God gave you. That ought to be the goal of every Christian to have the kind of home where everybody that lives in it can enjoy being in that home. Uh, I, I, uh, I want my wife to enjoy my home. I want my boys to enjoy my home. I want to enjoy my home. Uh, how many, and you don't have to answer this tonight, but how many Christian homes where genuine Christians live in those homes but the people who are living in those homes would rather be 10 other places than that home. Uh, God help us to build the kind of home that we want, uh, that God is pleased with so that we can, uh, that we can enjoy being there. Um, I, uh, I will say this tonight. Uh, you, you may have uh, a home uh, that is not what you want it to be. Uh, it's never too late to change things. Isn't that a blessing? Aren't you glad you can change things and make them uh, the way that they ought to be? It's never too late to start uh, changing things. So let's start tonight and let's look at the first stage of home building. Now you're in Luke 14. Let me read a verse. It's on your paper. On your paper. Uh, it's on your paper. Uh, it's on your paper. Proverbs 24 and verse 3. Through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established. Uh, if I'm reading my Bible right, and I know that I am, it's going to take wisdom to build a house. Uh, when I got married, I didn't know how much wisdom it was going to take to be a husband. I didn't know how much wisdom it was going to take to be a daddy. My wife didn't know how much wisdom it was going to take to be a wife. And we found out that the wisdom it was going to take, we were lacking in, and we had to get wisdom. Thank God we've got a Bible that said, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally. Uh, and if you need wisdom tonight, I'm going to give you some through the Word of God. Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established, the first stage of home building. Uh, let's read. You may ask, where do I start? How do I build a Christian home? Let's begin with the first stage. Uh, that's Luke 14. That's where I asked you to go to a minute ago. Uh, For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient uh, to finish it? Which of you intending to build a tower setteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it? Uh, here's, the, here's the first stage, uh, at least part of the first stage of home building. Uh, and, and if you, if you uh, uh, well, you've got the paper so you don't have to write it down. Uh, it's develop a plan. Uh, develop 
a plan. In 2015, we, uh, we decided as a church that we were going to renovate this sanctuary. Uh, the pulpit uh, used to sit about right here, uh, even with, with these windows. Uh, if you remember, uh, the, uh, when you come in the side door from the outside, you walk straight into a hallway that walks straight over to that side. And there were old nursery rooms and bathrooms and Sunday school rooms uh, on the back side of that hallway. Uh, when, we, uh, when we decided we're going to uh, demolish everything in here, uh, put in new uh, 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 ceiling, put in a new ceiling, new light fixtures, new windows, new trim, new paint, and the platform was completely knocked out. Those Sunday school rooms were knocked out. Uh, everything was knocked out. We come in here, it was a bare concrete floor and busted down walls, uh, if you remember that. Uh, we did not start there. We did not start demolishing things. We did not start breaking things down. Where we started is we called a builder. Uh, the builder came out. We talked to several builders about what we wanted. When we finally figured out uh, the one that we wanted, we worked with him, and he got us an architect, and the architect drew up plans of what I wanted. He showed them to me. I told him, I want this moved, I want this moved, I want this moved. Make this bigger, make this smaller, do this like this. He went back and revised those plans. He came back to me uh, and, and, and I, I said, that's great, that's what we're looking for. We took those plans to the builder and the builder took those plans, came back to us with an estimate and said, I can do what you have drawn up to do for such and such amount of money. Uh, if... Uh, it takes that kind of uh, planning to build a building. Uh, if it takes some kind of uh, wisdom and planning to build a house, uh, do you not think tonight that maybe some kind of thought ought to be put into what kind of home am I living in? What kind of home uh, am I presenting to the people who are here and the people who are on the way? Uh, what kind of home do we have? Uh, the first stage before you do anything uh, is develop a plan. Uh, and that's where you sit down. Uh, the Bible said, for which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first. Uh, it will take seriousness. Uh, I, 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 I challenge you tonight, and we're going to get into the meat of all this. This is just really introduction until we, we get into uh, the next thought here and I'll try to get into that tonight, but I challenge you to take this seriously. Uh, I challenge you as a father and a mother or as a man or as a woman to take seriously what I'm asking you to do. Sit down and consider and develop a plan. Uh, it will take seriousness. You'll not build a house with a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants mentality. It will take determination and discipline to conquer this task. Not only will it take seriousness, but it will take sacrifice. Notice the statement that he counteth the cost. Uh, it'll take sacrifice. It's going to cost you something uh, to have the kind of home that you want to live in. Uh, let, let me ask you a question tonight. Please don't answer this out loud because most of you are sitting with your spouse. Uh, and so it would not be wise of you to answer this out loud. Uh, but how many of you have a home uh, that you are pleased to dwell. I'm not talking about your house. I'm talking about your Christian home. That you are pleased to dwell in. I hope all of you, I really do. And maybe that is the truth. But you are pleased to live in 
because it is a refuge from the world. It is a refuge from the storm. It is a refuge from the insanity. And you are pleased to dwell there because it is a place that you have made and you've made it what you want it to be. And you've actually sat down and it's cost you something. You don't have to raise your hand, but you enjoy that. And you're, you're appreciative of what God's given you. Now the question on the other side is how many of you it's not that way? It's not a peaceful place. It's not a pleasant place. It's not the kind of place that you, that you enjoy being. Uh, I, I, I love my mom and dad. I'm grateful uh, for, for my mother and father. And there were times as a child that I had a very pleasant home. But there were times when it was not that way. And when it was not that way, I would rather be anywhere in this world than to go home. I, I, I would look for reasons to not go home. I, I would beg to spend the night with grandparents, beg to spend the night with friends because uh, there, they, there were times when our home was so unpleasant that I didn't want to be there. Uh, uh, sit down and count the cost. It will cost you something to have the kind of home that your children, that your spouse, and that you appreciate. Uh, I can assure you building a Christian home just as building a house will not be cheap. It will be costly. Make sure you're willing to pay the price. Remember, uh, and, 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 and please hear what I'm about to say. Remember, you can live for nearly no cost at all in the projects, but it will cost you in the long run. The question is, when do you want to pay the price, now or later? You can get free government housing and you can move in with all the rest of the riffraff and not have to pay anything today. But you will have to pay down the road when all the riffraff has influenced your home uh, and your home is no different than all the riffraff. Uh, so if you want the kind of home uh, that, that we're going to talk about, it will cost you something. Uh, to have a Christian home will cost you financially. Oh, it will. To have a Christian home will cost you physically. To have a Christian home will cost you uh, uh, in many ways. But the cost uh, is far less uh, than, than uh, it would be in the long run to not have a Christian home. Uh, it's it's kind of one of those deals where it's an upfront cost uh, uh, or it's a later on down the road cost. Uh, and I promise you, you want to pay the upfront cost to have the right thing and later down the road sit on the front porch and say, this ain't perfect, but thank God it's ours, and God's blessed it, and we enjoy it, and everybody's here uh, uh, that wants to uh, 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 enjoy the front porch stage uh, and bless the Lord for it. Uh, it will take sacrifice. Uh, thirdly, we're talking about developing a plan. It will take steadfastness. Go back to our text, Luke 14. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it. Uh, it will take steadfastness, uh, emphasizing that thought to finish it. Uh, have you ever driven by an unfinished house? One where, whether by lack of funds or maybe even lack of ability or preparation is incomplete. Uh, notice verse 29 and verse 30 of Luke 14. Lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that began to all that behold it began to mock him, saying, "This man began to build and was not able to finish." How many couples 
lose confidence in their spouse or how many children lose confidence in their parents because of their lack of dedication and commitment. Isn't that, can we talk honest for a minute? Isn't that one of the hardest things uh, about being a Christian is actually being faithful to do the things that you've determined to do? It's real easy to come in here on an altar or in a revival or in a meeting and say, bless God, when we get home, stuff's about to change. We're going to pray, we're going to, we're going to read, we're going to love God, we're going, to put, we're going to deal with these attitudes, we're going to fix this and fix that, and then you go home and that lasts about three and a half minutes, and you realize it's, too, it's, it's a bigger battle than you want to fight, it's too hard to deal with, and then you let it fizzle out, and the next time you have personal revival, nobody believes you. No, nobody takes you serious because you've had 10 personal revivals and, and we're going to go to church. We're going on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night and, 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 and when you say stuff like that, we're going to change. We're going we're to go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We're going to live for God. The devil will make sure to come by and give you plenty enough opportunity to not do what you just determined to do in front of everybody in your household and everybody in your household has heard you make the same empty promises over and over and over again and they don't believe you any more than you do. Uh, it, will take, uh, it will take steadfastness uh, a, a resolve to dig in and finish the course uh, that you started. How many couples lose confidence in their spouse or how many children lose confidence in their parents because of their lack of dedication and commitment? Don't go home and say, all right, from now on, this is how things are going to be. We're going to be faithful to church or we're going to start this or stop that and then change your mind two days later. Sit down, count the cost, and develop a plan. How many of you have ever turned left out of our uh, church parking lot, uh, gone across, gone down Winter Road, gone across Story Mill Road, and right past my driveway, you'll see a building, a church building, beautiful brick building uh, sitting there, uh, overgrown with weeds. Uh, uh, I, I, I thought about, uh, I, I even checked into it, well, maybe the Lord would have us, it's half a mile down the road from us, uh, before we build our tabernacle, maybe we can have our meeting there. Uh, then I found out they wanted a million dollars for it, and I thought, no, we won't have our meeting there. Uh, uh, I, they've come down off of that now, uh, about $300,000, but I thought, no, we won't have our meeting there. Uh, here's why. Uh, it's beautiful, and I've walked inside of it. I, 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 uh, uh, this is getting recorded. That's all right. I trespassed. Uh, it's my neighbor. Uh, I trespassed, went inside, uh, and it's beautiful, so much room. Uh, man, I dreamed, I thought, praise God, you could do something with this. But here's the problem. Uh, they, never got, uh, they, never, uh, they never got any plans drawn up. They never got anything approved. Uh, and all the electricity has to be ripped out and redone. Uh, half of the work that's been done has to be redone. Uh, and they run out of money. And then, then the man building, he was a nice man. Years ago, he came to our church and visited. Uh, he was a black gentleman, uh, and he'd come and visit some on Wednesday night. Nice man, but he, he passed away, uh, and nobody uh, else cares to carry on. Uh, the family was uh, in taxes, and uh, they were about to lose it. They donated it to a church, uh, and now it sits there. Um, uh, the, the, the cost uh, was never counted. What's this going to cost, and are we going to do it the right way? It would be a terrible thing to get halfway through home building and figure out you did it all wrong 
and what you built is not able to be occupied uh, and then it just be left uh, to be grown up um, and grown over. But how many young Christians started out when their kids were like this with all the aspirations in the world to do it right? Uh, and then when troubles came, because do they not come in the teenage years? I mean, y'all gonna help me right there? Do they not? Uh, them kids lose their minds. I don't know who I'm living with sometimes. This is not who I was living with. And it's like the, as soon as the page turns on the age, uh, what happened to you? Uh, and it's hold on, buckle up, and sit down for the next five or six. I don't care how good of a home you've got. They, they go through something. Uh, moody, uh, want to kick them. Uh, mouthy I don't care how how much you've taught respect uh, and you ought to keep teaching it uh, but it's real easy at that time to say well we, we got halfway there but I didn't know it was going to be this hard alright we're going to back off of all of this that we said it's real easy to quit building it's real easy to quit trying and just give in to everything the problem is is you and I need to count the cost and then recount the cost and then recount the cost and halfway through it when we realize that go ahead and prepare it's going to be harder than you think it is go ahead and prepare you're not as smart as you think you are go ahead and prepare you don't have all the answers you think you would or should or do and you might know how to raise everybody else's kids but you won't know how to raise yours huh you won't know how and you'll need wisdom every day and you'll need the hand of God and you'll need the help of God every day of your life. But it is worth it. It is, you, you, you men, you got a wife and all you knew she was pretty. She's pretty and, and man, she's pretty. I hope you thought that when you married her. I mean, I hope you think that now. But if you married her and you didn't think you were pretty or you didn't think she was pretty, uh, bless your heart. It ain't gonna get better probably. Uh, you, you, you thought, man, she's pretty. I'm going to marry her. And you married her, and you found out uh, that she's, don't get mad at me, ladies, please don't get mad at me, but you found out she's a woman. And they're different than men. Uh, and, and, and there's no rhyme or reason sometimes. And you're not going to figure it all out. Y'all can go ahead and say amen. They're emotional. I grew up in a house with four boys, four of us. We fought, we, we tussled, we wrestled. Uh, if somebody cried, they got beat up for it. You big cry baby, nana, nana, boo, boo. I married a wife. I didn't know what to do. I've been married 17 years. I still don't know what to do. Bless your heart. I'm sorry. I messed up. You ever come home and she's crying and you thought, Lord, what did I do? It may not have been you. Uh, you found out it's going to cost me more than I thought it was. Listen, let me go ahead and tell you. It's not going to be as easy as you think, but it's worth it. And, 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 and we're not going to pick on you ladies. Let's turn it around. You thought, you know, he's got a good job. He may not even be all that good looking, but they get better as they get older. And, and so he'll be better looking one day, you know. 
most guys do. Most most guys they they're pretty pitiful when you when they first get married. They're skinny and and clean shaven and scrawny and 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 don't don't really have anything. Uh, you're just blind uh, to love when you marry him. Uh, and 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 you just you just you've just romanticized that you're gonna have children and have a white picket fence and a two car garage and he's gonna be the one who helps you get it uh, and 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 so you you marry him and find out he's not emotional he's just disconnected uh, and he don't like talking anymore he's set up till four o'clock in the morning and talk to you when you were dating him and you can't get him to set up till four p.m. and talk to you now. Y'all can y'all know it's right. Uh, and he don't pick up after himself. Bless his heart. He leaves a trail of of crumbs of where he's been. You know where he's at because he <laughs> he leaves a trail of where he's been. From where he comes in the house, his boots go there. Uh, and, and, and all the way to the bedroom you can find out and she's steady walking behind him thinking I married a pig I thought I married a man I married a monkey uh, bless his heart uh, it's, it's, man it's costly to do this right that's why most marriages end in divorce they didn't realize it was going to be hard they didn't realize it wasn't going to be easy they didn't and if yours has uh, and 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 I, I know you know it wasn't right. You know it wasn't right. I know it wasn't right. Uh, I know uh, that if you could do it over again, you'd do it different. But thank God tonight, God's given you another opportunity. And if He's given you another opportunity, take that as a gift of the Lord, a gift from the Lord, and and make sure you count the cost. Now you say, "Well, I'm already married. That's all right. Go ahead and sit down. Determine. Let's do this right." Let's do this for the glory of God. Let's do this together. And I'll get past your problems. You get past my problems. And we'll take our problems to the Lord together. And we're going to determine uh, that we're going to develop a plan based on the word of God on how to do this. Does that, does that make sense to anybody? I think it does. All right, here's the second thing. Not only do we uh, develop a plan and we'll just go a little ways into this and be done. Here's the second thing. This is the first stage of home building. Develop a plan and then determine the prints. Uh, you're going to have to sit down and draw this out like you want your house to be. Uh, will y'all be honest with me here for a minute? How many of you, y'all, I may be the only one, but I have church plans on paper towels and napkins and notebooks. Every preacher notebook I have in my office has church prints and plans. And they've changed a little bit throughout the years, but they're all pretty close to the same. What's amazing to me is I drew my house before I ever got my house how I wanted it. I wanted a wraparound porch, a wood fireplace, uh, uh, high ceilings. I wanted bedrooms where I wanted them. And, and it's amazing to me that I'm living in a house that's really close to, to, to the plans that I drew just on a piece of paper for the house that I wanted to live in. Uh, I've done that with this church. How many of y'all have ever sat down with a piece of paper and said, if God let me build the house I wanted to build, this is what it would look like? Am I the only one or has any of y'all ever done that? Nobody? Thank you, Miss Tanya. I appreciate your participation. Miss Tina, thank you. Anybody up the ladies have? None of the men has ever sat down and said, this is what I want. Well, bless your heart. Go home and draw your house. Uh, I... Uh, I, I have sat down and said, this is what I want it to look like. 
if and I'm not interested in building one now because the Lord let me live in, in a home that I, I really appreciate him for that it looks like what I wanted it to look like I, I'm a dreamer I, I feel like Joseph I, I just sit around and dream I can just go off into some distant world and dream about what my plans are my goals are my hopes are and here's the wonderful things uh, the Lord has let many of my dreams come to pass uh, if, 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 if I were you I'd do a little dreaming in faith uh, before the Lord, I, I would dream big and trust God that he can meet those dreams. Uh, you preachers, dream big. You daddies, dream big. Mamas, dream big. Have big dreams for your children. Have big dreams for yourself. Have big dreams for your home. You say, what if they don't come to pass? That's all right, you'll enjoy dreaming them. You'll enjoy trying to get to them. And then sit down and figure out uh, with the Lord's help how to make those dreams come true. Uh, I'm living in things that I dreamed when I was 21 years old and I'm living in them now in those dreams. It don't hurt God's people to dream. You ought to. Have something you're going toward uh, and sit down and determine the prince. Um, uh, Proverbs 14, 11, The house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. Now, uh, let me ask you a question. What kind of home do you want? Now we're moving away from talking about a house and we're talking about a home, Christian home. What kind of home do you want? How big or how small will it be? What rooms will be in it? We're, going, we're using the house and we're, 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 we're uh, comparing that to the home. What rooms will be in it? Where will each room be placed in the home? How tall will the walls be? One story or two? Garage. Open floor plan. These are not questions you ask after you've gone to the bank for the loan and had the wood and other material delivered. These questions are all determined in the beginning by deciding on which prints you'll use. Blueprints are a necessity. There are laws that must be met, walls that must be reinforced. There's things that you don't know that if you try to do this on your own, it'll come back and you'll say, man, I didn't know that. I wish I'd known that. I'd done it the right way. All right? Same way in home building. There's things that God has said, this won't work. And if you try to build your house, there was a man who tried to build his house on sand, and what happened uh, in the Bible when he built his house on that sand? Uh, the rain came and it washed his house away. I wish somebody would have told him, that's not going to work, build your house on something solid. Uh, uh, well, there's a Bible that said, if you build it on the sand, it may not wash away tomorrow. It may not wash away a week from now. But one of these days, there's a rainstorm coming and it's going to wash that house down. It will not stand against that storm that's coming. So build it on a rock. Build it on something solid. Build it on a solid foundation. There are laws that you don't know about. So when you build a house... You've got to get somebody who does to show you how to do it. When you build a home, you've got to get somebody who knows the Holy Ghost and the Word of God to show you how to do it the right way the first time. Make sense? Um, blueprints are a necessity. There are laws that must be met, walls that must be reinforced, corners that must be exact. If you don't get them exact, the whole house will be off. Many of these necessities, necessities are done long before the first nail is ever driven. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. If we have the kind of home we want, let's do it right. God's word is our blueprint. In it, we will find exactly what we need in each room of our home. Let's look tonight for just a minute. We'll look at one of these, and I'll let you go to the house. Let's look at the blueprints of our Christian home room 
by room. So here's the first question tonight. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna imagine that we are building uh, our Christian home. And we're going to compare that to building our house. Uh, there are rooms that you want in your house. Uh, you want a bathroom in your house. How, how many of you is glad tonight that you don't have to go outside uh, in the cold, in the dark, uh, to go to the restroom? I, I, think, I'd just, I think I'd just hold it uh, unless... <laughs> You just couldn't. Uh, I mean, you, you, know, uh, you know bedwetting was a common practice uh, in 1772 because uh, them kids was too scared to go outside to the outhouse uh, 500 yards from the house. Uh, if they were anything like kids today, at least. Uh, uh, I, I'm glad uh, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want a bathroom in my house, and the more the better. Uh, that's one thing, let's splurge on. I want two or three of them in the house. Y'all help me right there. I, I want a kitchen in my house because I like to eat. Praise God. Don't build me a house and don't put a kitchen in it. We're going to look at that kitchen and what it represents in our Christian home. Uh, I, I want a laundry room. I love clean clothes. Uh, I, I love clean sheets. Uh, I, 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 my wife... Uh, um, She's not as picky about the bed as I am, but she, she does it for me. Uh, I, I like, I could, I, she could literally clean the sheets every day uh, and it wouldn't offend me. Uh, I like clean, crisp sheets, pulled down right. Don't buy me none of them cheap sheets uh, that, uh, that when you lay down on them, they come back over and, 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 and curl up on you. Uh, that, that first sheet that goes down, I want it to be, I want it to have thick pockets and it goes down. We got some of those uh, my pillow. Giza dream sheets because they advertised that, they, that their cotton was so comfortable but they were big enough that they'd fit over your mattress and you could lay down and they wouldn't ever fold back up. Uh, I, I want a laundry room where stuff gets clean. Uh, I want a living room. I, I want a place where we can all come together in the home. Uh, you, don't, you don't get the lumber and bring it to the house and say, all right, we're going to throw us a living room together and uh, you, you, you'd, have a, you'd have a Lego, uh, you'd have a Lincoln Log uh, looking house. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't be able to get in place. All of that is determined in the prints. So let's, let's, let's look at these prints. Uh, here's my question tonight. What kind of living room is in your house? What kind of living room do you want in your house? Now, uh, I, I used F's uh, as I alliterated all of these the living room or the great room is the place for fellowship and fun. There's going to be a little bit of homework, and this is going to be it tonight. And I'm going to ask you this question. In the house that you live in right now, in the Christian home that you're trying to build right now, whether it's one person living in it or two people living in it or a single parent living in it or, parent, or people without children living in it, the home that you're living in right now, husbands and wives, men and women, listen to what I'm about to ask you. Is there a living room in your, not your house, but your home? Is there a place for fun and fellowship at the house where you live? Uh, it is vitally important to a Christian home that that home has a place, uh, not necessarily a physical house place, but that, that home has a spiritual place where the people who live in it can have fun and fellowship. I cannot reiterate, uh, is that the right word? It didn't sound like when I, uh, when I said, I cannot uh, emphasize, that sounds better, uh, that enough 
but to say that you, your spouse, your children, whoever lives in that house ought to be able to enjoy living in it and have fun living there. And if nobody has fun in your home, then your home is missing a vital, important part of what a home ought to look like. If there's just two of y'all, or, or, or if there's just one of you, you say, preacher, it's just me, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have a whole lot of fun. Uh, life uh, is so uh, much missing when you don't get to enjoy. You say, well, you need people, and I understand that. I do, I understand that. But make, make time to do things that you enjoy, whether that's just going to Chick-fil-A and getting you something to eat, or whether that's just sitting down and talking to the people who live in your house. Take time to spend time with the people in your house that they might enjoy living there. Every house, why, let me ask you a question. Why do we build living rooms in our houses? We build bedrooms. The truth of the matter is the average house don't need a living room. Everybody comes home, gets on their phone, goes to their bedroom, locks their door. Uh, dad does his thing, mom does her thing, kids do their thing. Everybody's in a different room in the house and the living room sits there, the very place that is made to entertain the very place that is made to sit down and laugh and cut up and enjoy and play games and have fun and nobody's ever in there. Everybody is in their own room doing their own thing, in their own hobby. Whatever it is that they're doing, they're doing something else and they're doing it separately. And I'm going to tell you something, that's not home. It's not home. Should I have time in my life to do what I need to do and what I want to do? Absolutely. Should I have time in my life to pursue my hobbies? Sure. Should I have time in my life to, to de-stress? Fine. Whatever. That, that, that's fine. Should the wife be able to go do something, just get away from the kids and the stress? Absolutely. But uh, should my home have a whole lot of living room time? where we're all in there together and we're laughing and we're cutting up and we're enjoying each other's presence, I should have more of that time than, than, than any other time when I'm at home. We're at work, we're at school, we're on the go, we're going to this, we're going to that. Everybody's going everywhere, nobody's having fun. And the things that we're doing, calling it fun, our hobbies, we're not even enjoying doing that because we have to do that alone. And husbands and wives grow distant, not because they don't like each other to start out, not because they're not attracted to one another to start out, but because they live separate lives, doing separate things, and they never come together in a living space and have fun together. And kids grow up resenting mom and dad, saying, nobody ever had time for me. I fight that with my own kids, and I have to pull myself back in and say, we're going to have to do something. Uh, yesterday, uh, I, 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 I told my family, I said, I got some errands to run. Y'all going with me? Oh, man, we don't want to go to, yeah, we're going to have a good time. We're going go, to go to Augusta. Uh, I'm going to Joseph A. Bank because I got a gift card. And, and uh, I, Brother Johnny Williams called me last night, and we, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm at Joseph A. Bank's. He said, Joe's Vapes. He thought I said Joe's vapes. <laughs> he said, "Get out of there!" I said, "Joseph A. Banks." Uh, we went. We, I said, "We're gonna go to Longhorn. And we're gonna we're gonna have a good time all." And we had a blast. 
uh, once we ate, we were all a little bit hangry until we ate. And after that, man, we had fun. Uh, do have a living room in your home. Let me ask you a question. Right? Do you? Do you? Um, the living room or the great room is the place for fellowship and fun. If you're going to have a Christian home, um, you must make room for these in your home, fellowship and fun. Uh, I wrote this down and I put a, and I, wrote, I, 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 I typed all this up probably six, seven years ago, but I put a, a, a what's the emphasis? Exclamation, thank you. Uh, woo uh, You're not a drill sergeant. Uh, everything, uh, everything ought to run good in your home, but it ought not. You're not on a ship uh, in the Middle East um, um, commanding soldiers uh, and, their, and, their, and their bedquarters. Uh, this ain't, this ain't uh, Gomer Powell uh, and your Sergeant Carter. Uh, uh, you know, wash the floor. Um, let, 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 people, let people live a little bit. Let, let people have, have a little bit of fun. Uh, let people, I, I'm not saying there's not a place for responsibility. Lord knows our, our kids in this generation need responsibility. Can I get an amen right there? Lord knows our kids need to be taught the value of hard work. Uh, uh, however, uh, and, and when I say fun, I don't mean go get on your game, go play, have a good time. All right, if you're going to do that, do that, limit that. I'm talking about fun with you. I'm talking about fun with you. All right, go watch a movie. All right, go, go watch a TV show. Go talk to your friends. Go hang out at your buddy's house. Go play your game. All right, if you're going to do that, do that, but limit that. I'm talking about fun with you. Fun with you. You're not a drill sergeant. You're not perfect. Quit expecting everybody else in your home to live up to some standard that you know good and well you ain't ever lived up to. Uh, let people have fun. Uh, your, your spouse isn't perfect. Your kids aren't perfect. You're building a home, not a boarding school. Make time for fun and fellowship. Uh, let, me, let me give you some verses that back that up. Proverbs 17, 22. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. He that is, uh, Proverbs 14, 17, he that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. Proverbs, Proverbs 14, 29, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. Proverbs 21, 19, I, I love this verse, it's so comical to me. It's true, but it's so comical, none of the ladies ever like it. Proverbs 21, 19, it is better to dwell in the wilderness. <laughs> it is better to dwell in the wilderness. Off in the woods somewhere. By, I wonder why that's coming back. You ever notice how everybody's moving to the mountains, growing their beard out, and <laughs> mountain man... <laughs> There's a made a show called Mountain Men. <laughs> it is better to dwell in the wilderness than, in a con than with a contentious and an angry woman. I think I missed part of that verse. Don't it say than in a house with a contentious and angry woman. 
uh, all the men are moving to the wilderness. Of course, I guess you could turn that around and the women say, well, I'm going to move to the wilderness too. Uh, Ma'am, can I say, while we're already picking on you, let's go ahead and pick on you for just a minute more, just a minute more. Does your children, does the man you married enjoy your presence? Do y'all have fun? If not, if not, is there something you can do about it? If so, go home with some homework tonight and say, we're going to have fun. I'm going to be fun. Because we got a living room in our house, and we've got that for a reason. Sir, let's quit picking on the ladies for a minute. Uh, does, does your wife enjoy when daddy comes or when husband comes home? Does your children appreciate when dad comes home? Or does everybody get tense, tight, and walk on eggshells because daddy's home? Don't make daddy mad. <laughs> You know, I love teaching this stuff uh, for one reason because uh, it, it's so comical. There's so many areas you could laugh because we all deal with this kind of stuff. Uh, and, and number two, because I, I sense the tightness. I mean, it gets so tight. At least y'all ain't got to teach it with your wife sitting here. Help me now. I mean, it's better to laugh than fight. So if we're not, let's don't fight about it. Let's just laugh about it. Your house has a living room. If you got stuff to do, do it when you have to. But that stuff can wait. But there's, there's people living in your house that, that need to sit down in that living room and they need to see you laugh. It's contagious. They need to see you buckle over, belly laugh, and not fake but see, when you hang out with people that you love, that's bound to happen because somebody's going to do something dumb and it's bound to happen. And they need to, they, it ought not be awkward when daddy's laughing. Oh, what's wrong with him? He's on medicine. Mama is smiling. What happened to her? She must, she must have washed daddy's toothbrush in the toilet bowl. She's happy today. Why? Why do our Christian homes uh, have, to, have to be so miserable? I mean, have a good time. Listen, y'all would vote me out of Crossroads Baptist Church if y'all knew how badly I harassed my kids at the house in the sake of fun. I can't even talk to y'all about the ungodly deeds. They're not really ungodly, but they would be to y'all. I'm comfortable at home, man. You think I'm comfortable up here? That's one place I'm comfortable. I, I, I will cut loose dancing at the house. I wouldn't do it here, but I will there and make it. And my boys are embarrassed. Ain't nobody there but them. You know what? They'll do it too. We'll do stuff in front of each other we wouldn't do in front of nobody else and laugh and have a good time. I don't have a perfect home, but I have, God help me tonight, I have determined life is too short to not have any fun. I have determined life is too short to be grumpy, and I get grumpy sometimes. My wife lets me know. She really does. I'm not saying that. She really lets me know. When I get too grumpy for too long, she'll, we'll just have a, she'll be like, you're too grumpy for too long. What's wrong? Uh, and then I'll have to 
If your wife does, don't get mad, appreciate her for that. And then, ma'am, if he turns around and says, You've been cranky for six weeks, what in the world is wrong with you? Get over yourself. Don't get mad at him. Be glad that he that he checked you. <laughs> As the old saying goes, I'm being foolish now. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's all right. Huh? Let, let people have fun. You have fun. Go home and enjoy your house. Uh, sit down and play a card game together. Sit down and play a board game together. Uh, me and my, um, the other day, they got, they got um, we'll quit right there. Um, they got, uh, uh, and if, if you like playing video games, sit down and play that together and have a good time. Don't let it make you mad. Don't get mad. Don't, 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 don't let it be all you do, but, but, but do that. Whatever you like to do, do that. Uh, and involve everybody in your house. Let everybody in your house know that fun is welcome here. Um, husbands and wives. Now, you can't answer this. You just can't. Please don't. Please don't. Do you like the person you're married to? If not... Do you ever stop to think that maybe they don't really like the person they're married to either? And it may not be them, it may be you, or it may be you and them, but you can't change them. You'll change you. Uh, and, and start trying to have a little bit of fun. When, when you were dating, you had fun. And I'm not talking about anything vulgar, I'm talking about you had fun. Do that again. How long has it been since you since you've done that? Um, it puts me under conviction because I need to do better at that. Um, but I, I will tell you this much: whatever we're doing, uh, if we're not uh, if if we're not refereeing boys, and it's just me and her, we still have fun. I love all of y'all. I love all you men. I, I, I enjoy doing stuff with y'all. But if I had to choose to go run with y'all and do something or go spend the day hanging out with her, now if she wants to go shopping, I, I may sit in the car a little bit on that. I'll go in a few times just to you know, make my presence known and then sit in the car. But if it's running around with y'all, I still choose her. I mean that. I'm not even playing. I have more fun with her than I have ever had with any friend I've ever had in my whole life. Uh, it ought to be that way. Make it that way. Uh, I, I, every now and then I get a sense that my kids aren't having fun. We do a lot. We got 50 acres and cows. And that's a lot of work, man. I'm going to tell you, that's a lot of work. I didn't realize. I told Brittany the other day, I said, we should have had seven more kids. What am I going to do, Brother Johnny? I, I should have had so many more kids because Levi will be 16 this year. Hudson will be... 14 this year. I got six, seven good years left if I'm lucky. And, and they're, they're gone. And I got to mow and weed eat and, and take care of 50 acres and cows. Uh, it's going to the pot here in just a little bit. I should have had several more kids. Uh, I, now I know why the old timers did. Uh, every now and then we'll work so much. Uh, I'll say this and be done. I will, uh, I will sense, or my wife will sense, we need to do something fun. 
it's Friday night, and uh, I'm 37, and so Friday night means, praise God, it's over. I'm going home and sitting down. No way in the world am I going to Augusta. Absolutely not. You're not going to pay me money to get in my car and go torture myself like that on Friday night. I may go out Saturday at 3.30 when all the old people go to town to do what they're going to do. I like, I like Tuesday afternoon at 4. That's a good supper time to go out to eat. Nobody else in the world is doing that. Help me right there. Uh, and my wife will say, you know, it's Friday night and these kids haven't done nothing but work. You think maybe we should do something with them? No, they're good. They enjoy it. They like we eat. They really do. I can tell. They never complain. I, I see them talking to themselves out there. I thought they were just having a good time. Stop what you're doing and have fun. Make life fun. You only got one. One. Enjoy the people you live with because it's all you got. And it won't be long, they'll be gone. And, and, and even if you're married, how short is life? I've never heard anybody grow old and look back and say, you know, I wish I wouldn't have as much fun. Never. I've never, I've never heard anybody grow old and say, you know, I, I, I wish we'd save more. Because when you get to the end, it don't matter how much you save, you ain't taking it. Oh, I wish we wouldn't have gone on vacation as much. That's sure. And Nobody talks like that. What do they say? Well, I wish we'd have done, done more things with our kids. I wish we'd have had more fun. I wish we'd have gone on that trip together. You got one life. If you can't go on no trip, if you don't have money, you can have fun without money. Believe me, I've had it. You can have fun without a dime. You don't have to go on extravagant vacation to have fun. You can have fun in the living room with your family and your friends and the people that you love. Do it. Do it. Do it. That's your homework this week. We're going we're to build Christian homes, and it's going to start with developing and determining the blueprints of our home. And the very first room we're going to work on this week is our living room. We're going to make it what it needs. It needs to be big enough and open enough to have fun for everybody to enjoy. And I'll say this, what fun means to you may not be what fun is to everybody. Your stamp collection may be fun, but nobody else thinks it is. Do something fun that everybody enjoys. Lord, hallelujah, thank you, you're so good, thank you for wisdom, thank you for letting us start this class back up, I, I have enjoyed myself tonight, I've enjoyed teaching tonight, thank you, God, I, I pray, Lord, that we would take these things to heart, take them home, and practice them, Lord, may our home be a place where the people who live in it enjoy it, and if not, Lord, may we not be too proud to admit it, but God, may we say, you know, there's some things I need to fix and may we fix it for the glory of God and for the joy of our home. We love you tonight. We thank you in Christ's precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank